This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's I got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Saturday, 1 April in the year of our Lord, 2023. It's the first day of the second quarter of a very historic year. Uh, we've got a lot to get to today, so strap in. It's going to be packed for the next two hours, at least. I want to start with, uh, I've got Jack Pasobic who's joined us for the first uh, two blocks. We've got to get his observations and analysis, a lot of stuff going on. But I want to start with a very disturbing story. Uh, Greg Price, uh, as you know, been on the show a lot. Greg, you had a you had a a, a Twitter what uh, thread last night that was very disturbing about the weaponization of government, the the FBI trying to get to the bottom of all this. And part of the thing we're doing in the show today is to deconstruct not just what's happening to President Trump in uh, in New York City, but the entire apparatus of of the far left backed by people like George Soros. Yes, I said it, George Soros, who did back, who's one of the biggest donors in back of. Um, Alvin Bragg, as much as they're trying to run away from that. And George Soros is trying to run away from that. Greg Price, walk me through this thread. And if Denver, if we could get it up and split screen it as Greg explains it. Tell me what's going on here. So Timothy Tebow, not to be confused with the former Heisman Trophy winner, but Timothy Tebow was an FBI agent and he was one of the agents assigned to the Hunter Biden investigation. And as people in the audience may recall, back over the summer, whistleblowers came forward to Senator Chuck Grassley's office, as well as uh, Representative Jim Jordan's office, alleging that Timothy Tebow had deliberately suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop before the 2020 election. These whistleblowers were alleging there was an active campaign at the bureau to to silence the the laptop investigation and prevent it from getting to the public. Um, which is also known as rigging and stealing an election. When you go out of your way to make sure that the American people don't have information about one of the important information about one of the candidates, that is rigging and stealing an election. Well, I found his girlfriend's Twitter account and she, you know, she, in many of her tweets, she, she was just, it was just general conservative commentary. Um, But a lot of her tweets, she was saying things that somebody who is not an FBI employee wouldn't be privy to. She was, suggesting a couple tweets that all of these whistleblowers are going to be proven wrong and that we have to, quote, stay tuned. Well, what exactly do we have to stay tuned for? Well, in several other tweets, she was saying that these whistleblowers are not as anonymous as they think they are, quote, quote, unquote. Um, and she also had a couple other tweets that were kind of suspicious that made it made it seem like maybe Timothy Tebow is tweeting them from her account. But this is a girlfriend of this FBI agent basically saying that the FBI is about to retaliate against these whistleblowers who came to Congress about these guy, about this guy, that they're going to maybe expose their identities and, and retaliate against them. And that, you know, that raises some serious questions. I reached out to her, Tebow and the FBI for comment. And obviously I didn't hear back from any of them, but after I reached out to her, she deleted her account naturally. So, 
Oh, so after you reached out to her, this is news. After you reached out to her, she took her account down? She took her Twitter account down and she locked her Instagram and Facebook accounts. Exactly. It's called a tell in the business. Yep. And and again, like this is, this is the people need to understand. This is the dirtbag agent at the center of censoring the Hunter Biden laptop. And one thing I forgot to mention is these whistleblowers also alleged to Jim Jordan that he was using January six cases to quote, overstate the threat of domestic extremism in this country. And another thing was that when Tody Bobulinski told, gave, gave his interview with Tucker Carlson, Timothy Tebow was the point man in dealing with Tony Bobulinski. And he told them that he presented all of this evidence to the FBI about how the Biden family had committed multiple felonies. But Tony Bobulinski said Timothy Tebow never followed up with him or his lawyers. And if people want to read, you know, I have the full full story going out through all of it on the Substack post that I wrote. Okay, I want to make sure that we can link to the Substack. Let me get up a soap again here for a second. Jack. And to get into the weaponization of government, we got to get the uh, we got to get the foot soldiers, and we got to get the higher up. Clearly, decisions were made on Hunter Biden's laptop. Remember, we're the first guys to really put the lap- laptop up, laptop out, which we're very proud of. Because I could tell when I was brought in to look at it, as you know, Jack, because we talked about it in five minutes, you could tell the financial compromise by senior level officials in the Chinese Communist Party. Of the Biden crime family, including up to Joe Biden. Um, this was suppressed by guys like this FBI agent who was the agent in charge of this. How, how big a deal is this? And do you think Jordan's committee is being tough enough and on point enough to really get to the bottom of all this, sir? Well, Steve, I'll say this and I'll start here that there are decades where nothing happens and there are weeks where decades happen. And this has been one of those weeks. Look, you take one look at this laptop and there's nothing left to investigate because it's all there for you. Typically in an investigative situation, you get a lead, you get a source who walks in, you get a report from some uh, wiretap phone call or something like this. You don't have the entire roadmap handed to you, but that's what you had in terms of this laptop. So when we've got the Hunter Biden laptop, you've got the entire Biden family and their ties to the Chinese Communist Party handed to you gift wrapped. The fact of the matter is the FBI didn't investigate that. What were they doing? They were going after people that were trying to spread this information prior to an election, by the way, the same way they're going after who this guy, Douglas Mackey, because what was he doing? He was getting involved in an election. It's very obvious what's going on here. The FBI has decided, along with the DOJ and the rest of these federal government national security agencies, that they are going to put the finger on the scales for every single American election going forward. The committee has a huge job ahead of them. And I would like to see a lot more aggression. I want to see lawyers in there. I want to see investigators in there. I want them hiring people. You need bring Cash Patel back in because he's got a ton of this. Talk to the Nunez guys. Talk to Derek Harvey. All of this. This is where we need to go to be able to bring these people to heal. Or else, Steve, the goal is not not just in the past for 16 and 20. They're doing this to send a message to 2024. Jack, hang on for one second. Uh, so, Greg, 
Where does your reporting on this go from here? You, you've got the girlfriend to take down her Twitter account. You've clearly put this on a spotlight on this scumbag uh, FBI uh, agent. Where do you go from here on this? Well, I think the weaponization committee led by Congressman Jordan needs to start investigating whether or not the FBI is going to start cracking down on whistleblowers that have come forward about this anti-Trump bias that occurred at the FBI. I think that's insanely important. I think whistle the whistleblowers who have come forward apparently are in danger of being retaliated against. Maybe, you know, some, maybe their jobs and futures are on the line by coming out against this. I think, you know, Congress needs to do its job. It needs to do its job of oversight and protect these whistleblowers and, and, you know, bring Timothy Tebow before Congress and have him answer some questions about this. That is where, what needs to go from here. Congress needs to dive the information out there. Has a committee staff reached out to you yet, given the explosive nature of the story up on last night, have they reached out to you? I sent them all the information. I haven't heard back yet, but it's, you know, it broke on a, on a weekend. So who knows, but I, I, but you know, yeah. Congressman Jordan knows what he's doing and he'll definitely be on it. Yeah. That's why we work here at the war room 24 seven up. Talk to me about McKay before I go back to Posobiec, uh, a guy that does memes uh, against Hillary Clinton is now found guilty of uh, a major felony up in, uh, in, in, in the, Bur- by the Brooklyn, um, by the Brooklyn uh, district of U S attorneys. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Greg? I mean, this is one of the most, you know, this is one of the worst, like like the First Amendment, as we know it, I think, died yesterday with Douglas Mackey being found guilty of posting a meme during the 2016 election. Memes are now getting people in jail. You know, for, for people who don't know, he tweeted basically this joke meme making fun of Hillary Clinton voters, telling them that they could vote by text. And apparently like three or four thousand people texted this number. They didn't actually like cast votes at all. But because of but but because of this, this guy now faces ten years in jail, and this obvious this happened in 2016. Year, this this didn't even get prosecuted until the Biden administration came into power. He got charged with this literally one week after the after Joe Biden's inauguration for this meme that he posted in 2016. Yeah. It's fully crazy. Like the fact that this joke meme making fun of Hillary Clinton voters is now getting people in jail. Like this is. This is not America. This is not what the First it, Amendment is supposed to be. But this is the reality of our country now. It's it's not America. This is what they've weaponized this thing all around. This is what we're trying to get to today. Don't take the bait on just looking at the details of the Trump case. We're going to have Dershowitz on with Get Trump here in the second hour. But you've got to look at what's happening overall. Jack Posobiec, correct me if I'm wrong, brother, of the 4,000 people that McKay had go to this uh, the text – they can't find one person that voted. There's not one victim of this, not one, not one victim. They got him for on a conspiracy charge, which is when you don't have a crime, go after a conspiracy. Jack Posobiec. Steve, that's exactly right. So they found that thousands of people had texted this number. However, if you actually look at the timeline, the text did not come from the tweets. The text came from the fact that the media and particularly the news media, was putting these memes up everywhere, tweeting about them, talking about them, telling everyone about them. Then they texted the number. They interviewed some people. They said, oh, we just wanted to see what would happen. We thought it was like a giveaway or something. Nobody actually thought that they were voting by text because nobody's ever done that, and they understand how this works. They were not able to produce one victim 
at trial. It took them an entire week of deliberations for them to be able to get this down. This will go up to appeal. So if you go to memedefensefund.com, if you're interested in supporting this fight, which isn't about one guy, it's about the ability of every single American to use the internet and social media and just live your life, wear t-shirts, wear flags on your house, right? This is the First Amendment. And if we are going to be different from the Chinese Communist Party, if we're going to be different from Russia, from Iran, from whatever country, take your pick, then it's the fact that we have the First Amendment, that we can say whatever we want about our leaders and not face criminal prosecution for it. Because if they can do it to him in New York, then they will take this around to every single district in the United States. That's what this is about. So go to memedefensefund.com. Take that stand for freedom of speech because every single person that's ever posted to me, and what are they going to do next? They're going to go into the group chats. They're going to go into signal chats. They're going to go to every, every uh, place where they can find information. If, they, if they've caught you looking at a, a T-shirt on, you know, on the Atlantic City boardwalk, they're going to arrest you for that next if it's disparaging Hillary Clinton and her supporters. That's the standard that they're trying to set here. So this will go to the Second Circuit, and if it is not successful there, then it's going to go all the way to the Supreme Court. They are prepared to do this. Uh, Jack, hang on one second. Uh, Greg, uh, g- can you give your uh, me- social media coordinates because we want to make sure that everybody gets this Substack, reads this about the uh, the FBI and and the committee. You know, Jordan has. We realize these things are tough. I think it's now time for Jim Jordan to think. Hey, maybe I got too full a plate with judiciary in this, particularly everything that's going on. We need a sense of urgency. These investigations are just not getting the traction they need to get. They're just not. And one of the reasons is, no offense, as soon as that came up last night, the staff should have been all over you. If the staff of the war room, as as thinly uh, populated as we are, are all over it, uh, they should be with the staff they have. And quite frankly, he doesn't have a big enough staff. It's not enough money in the weaponization of government. This is more important than the church commission. And quite frankly, it's not being treated like that. Greg, uh, where do people get to you? What are your coordinates? My Twitter handle is uh, Greg underscore Price Eleven. I started this my a new Substack just to write that that story. So you know maybe I'll do some more in the future. But that's that's the I started it to write that story. So that's the first one now. And if you want to subscribe, go go right ahead and definitely check out the State Freedom Caucus Network, which is my actual day job where we're building the Freedom Caucus in state legislatures. That's a really exciting project that we're yeah, doing we- too. We're going to have you guys back on next week. You're already doing fantastic work in some of these states. Um, short break. Uh, Pasobic's going to stick with us. Uh, Terry Schilling, it's the transgender day of visibility, right? There's not a riot here in Washington, D.C., but uh, we'll get to all that in a moment. I admit it. I don't make the best food choices. The CDC says that I should eat six cups of fruit and veggies a day. Now, there's zero chance I'm eating six cups of fruit and veggies a day. But according to a massive study, people who do eat healthy live longer, have less heart disease and diabetes, and have less cancer. Now, I take Field of Greens, and I'll tell you why. Unlike other fruit and vegetable supplements, each specific fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected to support specific functions like heart health, liver and kidney health, immune system, and metabolism. I take Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. And if you're like me, you feel healthier, have more energy, your skin and hair look healthier. 
and it can help you lose weight. But the biggest benefits is that better health promise. Take Field of Greens, and at your next doctor visit, if your doctor doesn't say something like, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up. Return it for a refund. Let me repeat, it's the better health promise. Take Field of Greens, and at your next doctor's visit, if your doctor doesn't say something like, hey, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up, then return Field of Greens for a full refund. And to help you get started, I got you 15% off your first order. Plus, get another 10% off when you subscribe for recurring orders. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Do this today. You will feel healthier. You will look healthier. You will act healthier. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Do it today. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I want to draw your attention to one particularly dangerous trope that has emerged from the right-wing attacks against Bragg. If you've been following the Republican outrage machine, including many elected Republicans, you've probably already heard about the conspiracy theory that Bragg was handpicked and funded by the Jewish billionaire George Soros. In fact, Bragg was elected by voters in New York County in 2021, and it's well documented that Soros never gave any money directly to Bragg. He donated to a political action committee that supported progressive candidates who were seeking to be prosecutors, and that group included Bragg. But that, that is too nuanced for the folks who are trying to stoke fear and doubt in our judicial system. It's not an accident that the right wing is trying to tie Alvin Bragg to George Soros specifically. The conservatives' use of George Soros as a boogeyman is steeped in racist conspiracy tropes, made to stoke fear among white conservatives that rich Jewish overloads uh, over, overlords secretly control things behind the scenes. The banks, the media, Hollywood, and now, in fact, the courts. These racist, deplorable conspiracy theories have a long history in this country and around the world, but it's been remarkable to watch how quickly this latest racist conspiracy theory, attempting to tie George Soros to Alvin Bragg and Trump's prosecution, has taken over the narrative on the right. It's being spread in conservative media, and even, as I mentioned, by prominent members of the GOP, like Congressman Paul Gosar, Ronnie Jackson, Senators Marsha Blackburn, Ron Johnson, Rick Scott, the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. These are conspiracies which were once fringe, and unfortunately now they're very mainstream. Okay. Joining me now is Brandy Zabraz. By, by the way, by, by, by the way, uh, Jack Posovic, um, it's a conspiracy. The guy gave, I think it's Color of Change. I think he's the biggest donor of that. Didn't they give a million dollars to Bragg's campaign, sir? Jack Posovic? Look, Steve, this is incredible to me the amount of pushback that you're seeing now from the entire media circling the wagons george soros or someone up there controlling his twitter account is out tweeting about this and there's there's two angles to it actually one angle is that people are saying well okay so he may have donated to a group that then donated money to alvin bragg but that's entirely different no cut the crap we can see what's going on here. And even Dave Weigel, who's no fan of mine over at Semaphore, pointed out, he said, what's, you know, but he's a political reporter, and he said, look, what's the standard now? They have to go whitewater rafting to be able to be considered connected. It's ridiculous. But my, my question, and this is something that I've actually been thinking about for a while now, is George Soros trying to distance himself from Alvin Bragg? Well, it, listen, the pushback yesterday, he said he's up on Daily Mail. I think Crilly, Rob Crilly, the great editor over there, has got an exclusive interview. 
what shocked me about this story is that Soros comes out yesterday and says, hey, I don't know the guy. I don't know we gave money. I don't know what's going on here. Don't blame me. So you tell me, Jack Posobiec, that's a, that's a pretty big uh, walk away from a guy like Soros who gave him, I think, 500000 to a million bucks. And when you give to one of these things, you're supporting the guy. Don't don't give me. They run the whole they run the whole well, candidate slate by you, et cetera. It's a total lie to say he didn't. And, uh, remember, and MSNBC, we know we got him here because they're so worried. They're spending all morning going over this thing. George Soros, this is a George Soros-backed and hand-picked guy and he was handpicked because his campaign was he going to go after Trump, just like to Letitia James. There's no question about that, Jack Posobiec. That's 100% right. But remember, Steve, the other point is when he gave him that million dollars, he also said that was when Alvin Bragg said that he wouldn't be bringing this case up. He said he wasn't going to touch the Stormy Daniels. He said it didn't make sense. It was too, uh, too novel of a legal precedent. Maggie Haberman was out there saying it's an exotic theory. It's something that's never been done before. The judge might completely throw it out. So suddenly Soros, after giving this guy a million dollars, and so you really think that he doesn't know the amount that he, he was the guy that backed the Manhattan DA? Come on, of course he knows. The fact that they're moving uh, it, away from this and trying to walk away from him and Soros is pushing back, because you never hear Soros push back like this, shows me that something is going on behind the scenes. Because remember, we had Alvin Bragg, yeah. in. he said in writing to Jim Jordan that there was a false expectation that President Trump would be arrested. He said that at the beginning of this week, and then suddenly the indictment came down very quickly at the end of the week. So Steve... What changed? I want to ask Alvin that. What changed, Alvin? Um, you've been doing you've been doing a lot of work on this entire situation up there. G- give us your take. I w- I'm going to get Terry Schilling up here in a second on the on the transgender day of visibility that Biden, uh, you know, made sure they had to tweet out a big uh, warm hug uh, from the White House. What, what? Give me your other assessment of of the Bragg situation. Oh, Steve, I can't wait. I can't wait for, for this at all. I'm going to New York because they expect us to be scared. They expect that this isn't just an indictment of Trump. They're trying to indict the entire MAGA movement. They want you scared. They want you quiet. They're going after people for posting memes. They want you to shut up. They want you to stop. They want you to go home. They want you to not buy, be, you know, stop buying those pillows, stop buying those slippers, go back to Crocs. No. We are not scared, Steve. They're the ones who are scared. They're scared of this movement. They're desperate. They're backed into a corner. Their entire edifice is falling down around them, so they're looking for a scapegoat, and the biggest one they could find was Donald Trump. But they made a massive mistake in bringing this indictment. They are going to find that out very, very soon. And that's why I know for a fact that Donald Trump, the man who walked into North Korea, is not going to be trying to hide out in Mar-a-Lago. He's going to step right into that courtroom. He's going to step right into that courthouse because that's the man he is. He doesn't shy from the fight. And as his lawyer said the other day, his knees don't buckle. Jack, hang on one second. Uh, Terry Schilling, if we can put up, uh, Terry Schilling joins us. Two things. One, the Axios piece, Terry on you and your group at the at the forefront of getting these laws changed in all these states or new laws in the books, which is incredible. But i got to ask you first about you have the burial yesterday of uh, St. Evelyn, uh, the young girl who reached for the for the for the uh, fire alarm before she was gunned down brutally in cold blood and at close range. 
uh, by the uh, transgender perpetrator. Um, and, and yet yesterday, Biden, instead of saying anything about that, instead of saying anything about her, her burial, uh, what, he tweets out uh, this thing we put up. What is it? He said, congratulations on, on Transgender Day and that they're made in the image of God. Can you explain this to me, uh, Terry Schilling? Well, first and foremost, uh, yesterday was Trans Day of Visibility, which, uh, you know, uh, just to make it clear, uh, guys, we see you. Uh, we've been seeing you every day nonstop for the past five or six years uh, on our social media feeds. We see you in the news. We, you, you're flooding our inboxes. You're, you're, you've made your presence known. We know that this mental illness exists. You made it abundantly clear. But listen, there, what Biden is doing here is he's overcompensating. They're trying to cover up the shooting. They're trying to move on past it because they know that this whole shooting opens up the floodgates. We can now officially say, without having to apologize or be defensive, that this is a mental illness. It's getting people People killed, affirming these people in their mental illness is getting people killed, not just us, but them. It's getting them killed. They're killing themselves. They're committing suicide. They're hopping them up on estrogen and testosterone. And then they wonder, how could this have happened? Oh, well, it must be the Tennessee legislation that bans sex changes for minors. Right. This is a, this is a, a, a preposterous and evil regime. And Biden's at the forefront of it. Um. Well, tell me about that. Let's go to the actual story. What are we doing on the positive side to uh, make sure that these people get the appropriate treatment? What, to walk me through the Axios piece that you're one of the leaders of one of the groups. There are four groups that are at the state level uh, pressing to, uh, to have laws uh, either change or, or new laws in the books. Well, there, uh, according to the ACLU, there are over 430 pieces of legislation that are in the legislatures right now to ban uh, surgeries and hormone treatments for children. Essentially, it's called gender affirmation care, which is actually mental illness affirmation care. Um, we want to start protecting kids and their bodies, right? We, can, we, we want them to accept their bodies for who they are. We're, we're basically stopping the bleeding uh, by targeting um, uh, the protection of children. And, um, and then on top of that, we're protecting parental rights education, making sure that they don't get indoctrinated in these schools, uh, we're protecting their minds, protecting their bodies. And then on top of that, we're still protecting women's sports, right? We're up to 21 states now that have banned uh, transgender sports um, and uh, keeping girls in their own leagues and keeping guys out of them. Uh, this movement's falling apart, and they know it, and it's and they're getting desperate. You're going to see more acts of violence, Steve. I mean, you're seeing Alex Stein get assaulted in New York City. You saw Chris Elston, one of my good friends, Billboard Chris, as you guys know him online. He's getting assaulted at these rallies. These are unhinged people they're not well they're mentally unstable and they need to get more help um, because if we don't help them it, it's going to continue the violence is going to continue to grow talk to me about that what, what do you what do you what do you mean about violence are you concerned about violence against schools targeting christian schools what do you mean just attacking people at rallies or actually more violence like we saw in nashville I think it's everything. Everything's up for grabs, right? These are all mentally ill people, and the mainstream media is telling them that Christians are planning and working to genocide them, right? So when you combine, and I don't look, see, you know me, I don't believe in stochastic terrorism, but when you have mentally ill right. people that are on SSRIs, you're pumping them full of testosterone, pumping them full of est estrogen, you're making them hormonal, right? We all know what that word means. Um, you're going to have more violence, and it's going to be 
assault, simple assaults. There are going to be more simple assaults. There's going to be more shootings. They don't, they blame us, Steve, for, for the shooting in Nashville. They literally said that this is in response to the, the legislation that we passed to protect children from sex changes, right? We just started doing this basically yesterday and we can't ban them. They never should, they should have had to pass a law to allow sex changes for minors, but this whole country is so corrupted from the top down. Um, but I, I think you're going to see a lot more instability here because the, the, their movement's losing and they know it. Well, let, let me, uh, let me take a break. If you can just hang on for one second, we had to lose Jack Posobiec. He was in by phone, had to bounce. Uh, we want to thank Jack for helping us out this morning. Um, there's a lot going on. Just stick around. We've got uh, Terry Schilling. Dr. Peter Navarro is going to join us. A lot going on in this financial crisis. Alan Dershowitz is here to walk us through the details of the case and how it could get dismissed. All next in the war room. Starting the new year, how will you prepare yourself, friends, and family? In the news, you're seeing constant government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflicts, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. And relying on your cell phone in these scenarios simply won't cut it. That's why over the last year, I've been partnering with Satellite Phone Store to help you stay prepared and ensure your vital communications stay private. They're one of America's largest satellite companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. For a limited time, Satellite Phone Store has a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon. Get a bivy stick or an Imarsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Remember, that's you get a bivy stick or a Marsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Now, Satellite Phone Store's customer support team is located in the United States of America and can help you pick the best plan for you. Go to sat.com right now. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Sat123.com slash Bannon. And get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That is sat123.com slash Bannon, sat123.com slash Bannon. Get it today. Take action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Um, MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM, buy one, get one free on the MyPillow 2.0. Once you sleep on that, you will never sleep on another pillow. This is a marked improvement and evolution of the my pillow. He's worked in this for a long time, and of course, the launch of it's been spectacular. But also, there's all types of other sales. When you go to our square, you got the twenty-five dollar uh, all-season slippers. That's an inventory clearance. You're never going to see that again. But you've also got sheets that are doing inventory clearance to clear clean up the ballast sheet and the uh, warehouse space for more new product offerings. So go to mypillow.com promo code warroom today. Make sure you get the MyPillow 2.0. Make sure you support the great manufacturing company up in Minnesota, Mike Lindell, the armor-piercing shield, and, of course, your humble servants here at the War Room. MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. Uh, Terry Schilling, is the judge yesterday, a judge delayed this issue with what? Is it the story hour, the drag queen situation? What's going on in Tennessee that got delayed? 
Um, so there's legislation that um, has been delayed. I, Steve, to be honest, I have to read more into that. Things have been moving so quickly with the uh, all of the train shooting and everything and all this legislation that's moving. But they, they basically just stay on the drag queen story hour ban for children. Um, and so we, we're get, we have a, we have to wait to see what's going to happen there. Um, but I, I do want to say, what, Steve, is, is, oh, go on. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to the, the the thing about this entire movement that's holding it up is these doctors have adopted what's called an affirmation first uh, practice. They don't do this with anorexia. They don't do this with any other mental illness, uh, but they do it with gender identity disorder. And it's causing real mayhem. And it's partly due to the fact that states across the country have banned gender identity conversion therapy. That's what they call it. So they lumped them in with the gay conversion therapy stuff. So we have to start repealing at least the gender identity uh, conversion therapy bans because, look, this gender identity uh, disorder has been around for decades. It's not new. It's been around for a long time, but we've treated it. We have to get to the root problem with these kids. A lot of them, you dig into their history and why they identify as a girl when they're a boy, and it's because their parents are showing more affection to the girls in the family than the boys, and, and they pick up on clues. Each kid is different, and we need to stop affirming them. We need to start affirming them in their own bodies, right? Not their not their minds and their, their crazy made-up thoughts about being really a girl when they're a boy. We need to affirm them in their body and explain to them why it's beautiful that they're a boy, why it's beautiful that they're actually a girl, and convince that this is like a self-hatred thing. It's being instilled into our law, Steve, and it's absolutely causing mayhem and, dis- and, and chaos and, and destruction. From the doctors, there's also a huge money-making business. This is one of the situations out in Tennessee. You get that two point one uh, billion dollars. Uh, two point one billion dollars. It's a billion two point one billion dollar uh, industry right now. If people want to find out the Axios story, we'll make sure everybody sees that you're at the tip of the spear in this. If um, if people want to find out more, where do they go about this? Because this is something you know most people, including myself, this is like a whole new territory. Kind of shocked it's even become a thing. Right. So it's um, how do people just get in more? And we want to immerse our audience in information where they go. Look, uh, there's a few Twitter feeds that really follow this. Billboard Chris is one of the best ones out there. Uh, Jay Richards at the Heritage Foundation is doing great work. Uh, My own Twitter feed is good. It's keeping people updated on all these news articles. American Principles Project, um, you know, AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. You know, we're following this every single day. And by the way, the left does a really good job of ringing the alarm bells whenever we're about to, to uh, uh, you know, pass the legislation. So follow some of those left-wing accounts. It might drive you a little nuts because they're just in such a fantasy world and they're delusional. But, um, uh, yeah, th- those are just some of the, the people and accounts that I would follow. Terry Schilling, once again, thank you very much, and thank you for being the tip of the spear, explaining this to us. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Okay, yesterday's uh, front page of the, of course, the front page of the Financial Times Day is all about Trump and uh, and Bragg, so we won't give that any more oxygen. Uh, but yesterday, P- Dr. Peter Navarro, China warns Europe not to follow U.S. demands for trade curbs with Beijing. At the same time, you have Brazil, you have Iraq, you have the French now through UAE. You obviously have the blood and the crypts of, uh, of uh, Saudi Arabia and the Persians. This rapid movement to use the yuan to replace the petrodollar uh, could not be more in your face. And I keep warning people about how rapidly it's, it's occurring. At the same time, you've got uh, Macron and, uh, and uh, 
the head of the European Union heading to Beijing next week for economic talk, talks. Your thoughts, sir? Steve, uh, you, you can tell an enemy by the currency it keeps. You can tell an enemy by the currency it keeps. Now, the obvious ones who are cooperating with communist China on using the yuan instead of the dollar, uh, Russia and Iran. But let's think about some of the other countries on that list. Um, Iraq, where we put trillions of dollars of blood and treasure there, is now cozying up to communist China. India, interestingly enough, which is supposed to be our buddy, has a long history uh, going back to the old Soviet Union days of being closely allied with, with Russia and the then Soviet Union. So there's a lot of ties there. India is using the ruble and now the yuan to bypass any sanctions vis-a-vis the war in Ukraine. So that's a little sketchy. France, I mean, <laughs> I mean look, Macron, if Trump were president right now, Macron tried to pull something like that. I mean, that, that line would be hot. Trust me, that, that line would be hot. Um, you've looked a lot at what it means for the United States if we lose our status in the world as a world currency. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's more complex than we've been talking about. One of the things that I talked a lot about when I was in the White House with, uh, with other folks is the problem we had with the dollar as a reserve currency making it stronger, higher, more higher value than it would otherwise be, which spiked our trade deficit. And effectively, being the reserve currency from a purely fair trade point of view was actually a, a big hindrance. The other thing uh, that that the dollar did as a reserve currency was skew a lot of our investment towards the housing sector rather than productive factories because the it, it kept mortgage rates lower than they otherwise would be. And meanwhile, the Chinese were yeah. manipulating their currency to make that happen, right, so that they could I, steal I, I, our jobs. I want to make – this is not a – this is, this is not a defense of my uh, – because it doesn't need a defense, but I just want to chirp in here. You're 100 percent correct. It's a very complex yeah. to- topic. Yeah. What the Bannon position has been – is that we we need to, as a country, uh, determine about our currency. This is why I want to end the Fed. But our currency, and over time, if we make a decision, because being the world's reserve currency yeah. comes with lots of obligations, that would also go to the obligations of our national security apparatus. But it has to be a conscious decision of the American people. Here's what's happening. What's happening right now is a collapse. Just be clear. Yeah, just like the British. No, because we. By the way, people should know. Uh, Navarro was really Trump's top guy when thinking about the economy, thinking about manufacturing, thinking about bringing jobs back to America. These were heated debates inside the White House, as you remember, right, particularly on the China deal and the complexity of currency. So these are not simplistic black and white. The point is right now, and people kept telling us decades and decades, the Chinese, and I love your phrase, I'm going to steal it. You can tell an enemy by the currency they keep. That's so great. I'm going to, I'm going to give yes. an homage to no, Dr. No, you're going to attribute um, that, or I'm going to, I'm, I'm I'm going to sick, <laughs> trademark, no. <laughs> sick man, dirty. I, 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 no, I, I, I but, trademarked that before I came on the air knowing you've been. Yeah. Go ahead. They, they yeah, are putting it, an yeah. alliance together, Peter. They're yeah. putting an alliance together, started yes. with One Belt, One Road, with capital investment, but they're quickly going to currency as what binds them. 
This has yeah, never been done against the United States ever. Dr. Peter, it flushes, go ahead. It flushes sir. these enemies out. I mean, Iraq, France, you've got Indonesia, Malaysia, you got the Cambodians over there, which have been a puppet of the communist Chinese. So what you've got is a split. One of the things that we always talked about in the White House, Steve, um, when when the whole issue of sanctions came up, because I, w- I was a I, look I, sanctions. If you look at it as a, as a snapshot, it works really well. Strong support of that. But if you look at it as a movie, it's problematic because the more you use sanctions on communist China, Iran, and Russia, the more incentive you give them to get off the dollar. And so what, what, what you set in motion with sanctions, I always said what we should do um, rather than sanctions uh, only is, is slap on tariffs and punchline investment yep. restrictions. One of the things I fought really hard in the White House with and wasn't yeah. wasn't as successful as I could have been because of uh, folks like Mnuchin and Kudlow was cutting off our investment. There's no reason why our retirement accounts here in America, particularly our defense accounts, should be going over to fund enterprises, particularly military enterprises in communist China. But that's exactly what happened. There's a there's a famous episode in the Situation Room when Hong Kong fell. And I was sitting there with Mnuchin and Kudlow, Bill Barr and Mike Pompeo arguing to cut off the Hong Kong clearinghouses so so they couldn't use Hong Kong to take money into the mainland. And I lost that battle. And what was interesting is it wasn't just Kudlow and Mnuchin. It was Bill Barr who was right there, soft on China. So these are complex issues. I'm going to do a a substack over the weekend and try to get it out, peternavarro.substack.com, peternavarro.substack.com, because I want to lay this out, but I love being able to talk about this with you, Steve, because you've been covering this. Your series on the dollar decline um, is, is required reading, sir. No, no, but I want to get to all this. By the way, remember, people have been with this show for a while, particularly in – in uh, the uh, pandemic days, you remember, we, I think I did five weekends in a row with Miles Guo talking about Hong Kong. We were the first ones really reporting on, yeah. on, on Hong Kong. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 2020, and then 2019 also, I would be on GTV doing it. I was the huge advocate of, of, of cutting off the clearinghouses then. You had that, yes. that was the Czechoslovakia of the 1930s. We, had to, we should have come in hard, and President Trump just got some terrible... I know you were fighting I, I what he wrote, wanted to. He I wrote the friggin' executive order, Steve. Yeah. I wrote the executive order yeah. on that. I had it all queued up. I'm in the Situation Room, and Bill Barr, and by the way, Mike Pompeo did not have my back on that either. Yeah. And that was, yeah. that was a critical moment in history that's largely gone unreported, but I'm telling you, Steve, no, we let huge, Hong Kong fall huge. without firing a financial yep. shot and shame on was, Steve Mnuchin, Larry Kudlow, the, and Bill Barr. The, 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 the current situation in the world would be totally different if we had taken a hard stand on Hong Kong. Yes. Okay. It, it, Hang on. By the way, I want everybody yeah. – a couple of things you people got to do. We're going to take a break. Hang on. I, I need – everybody go to birchgold.com slash Bannon to get the three-part series, the third installment, the debt ceiling, the debt trap. On the end of the dollar empire, you've got to immerse yourself. Let's do it this weekend because we're going to talk a lot about this debt fight uh, next week as these guys go on vacation or go on break. When they come back from Easter, it's going to be all hands on deck, and we've got to be prepared for this. Also, uh, Dr. Navarro, you got your sub stack. Also, Dr. Navarro's course, he's got a 10-point 
course up there, just like he taught it at Harvard. He teaches it right to you on macroeconomics. It's very, it's, it's, it's so accessible. That's why I really push this thing. Some of you are not going to understand, university. but we'll get Dr. Var, yes. a, a university level course. Okay, we're going to take a short break. Navarro's going to stick with us. Dr. Doom, Rabini, they got somebody who's actually more doomed than Bannon and Navarro, and that would be uh, Rabini, uh, says that technically most of the banks in the United States of America are insolvent. Okay, we're going to talk to Dr. Peter Navarro about the banking crisis and who's actually doing the bailout. All next in the war room. Everything's and you are over. Citizens, anyone who thinks they won't need emergency food isn't paying attention. Every day, the headlines get worse and worse and worse. Is the unthinkable next? It pays to prepare. That's why I seriously recommend you stock up on emergency food and you do it right away. You never know when the next shoe will drop, and when it does, emergency food will be hard to find. So get yours now while it's on sale. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and check out their popular three-month emergency food kit. Right now, you'll save $200 per kit. Let me repeat that. $200 per kit savings. Each kit gives you a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, providing over 2,000 calories per day for optimum strength and energy. Act now and claim your $200 savings per kit. You'll sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst ever happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, and you'll enjoy free shipping, too. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Again, In Congress, DeSantis voted three separate times to cut Social Security. That's right, three times over three years. Worse, DeSantis voted to cut Medicare two times. DeSantis even voted to raise the retirement age to 70. The more you learn about DeSantis, the more you see he doesn't share our values. He's just not ready to be president. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. This is one of the reasons I say we're going to have uh, uh, Professor Dershowitz on here in, a, in the next block. But, you know, we're going to cover this brag thing about what a joke it is. But we're not going to spend every second of every day going through every nuance of this because it takes your eye off the main thing. This is kind of the main thing. I think this ad is particularly powerful in that it's in it, after President Trump went to East Palestine, Ohio, and then started doing these policy videos, Dr. Navarro, you see the separation of what MAGA and America First is versus kind of yeah. the old Paul Ryan Republican Party, of which that Governor DeSantis comes from that. And I think this is a very powerful ad. And I just want, on a policy basis, strictly from, let's leave personalities out of it for a second, but on a policy basis, there's no, there's Trump and then there's all the others. I mean, all the others really are neoliberal neocons. When you get to the heart of it, it's, it's the same. They haven't evolved past. They've given some lip service to it, but they haven't evolved past, um, you know, where the Republican Party used to be, which is can't win national. They talk about Trump not being electable. It, it's complete nonsense. We've seen he's electable twice on a national base. Second time was 74 million votes. All the all the uh, the um, the Keebler L's plus DeSantis combined couldn't get 74 million votes. Why? Not just the man, but it's the man and his policies. And you see this now in this banking crisis that they all want to look the other way. All the big hedge fund guys that control all these candidates don't want to really talk about it. They want to talk about it being woke. It's so much deeper than woke. Dr. Peter Navarro. 
Uh, Steve, you're absolutely right to point out this schism between MAGA Republicans and the traditional Paul Ryan, Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, Mitch McConnell Republicans, where, you know, in the beginning, Republicanism was just about deregulation um, and, and a lower tax burden, which, which served both the corporatists um, as well as the American people. What Donald Trump brought to the table was what I've described as the iron MAGA triangle of populist economic nationalism. It's the secure borders, certainly, the end to endless wars. And above all of that is a strong American manufacturing base uh, with using things like tariffs and buy American, hire American. And that's what Donald Trump stands for. He cares about black, brown, and blue-collar Americans and middle-class families. And, and he will campaign on that. The American people will, will resonate on those themes, uh, not just Republicans, but independents. And, you know, my worst fear when this 2024 election rolls around is that it won't be about the central issues. You know, the Democrats never want to talk about their failures on the economy, handling bank crises, any of that. They're going to try to take us into... Uh, false claims about attacks on Social Security and Medicare, and, of course, uh, the abortion issue. And we've got to resist that uh, because right now, Steve, like I'm, okay. I'm in my 70s yeah, now. Okay, this okay, is but the worst on, crisis, the yeah. worst crisis I've ever seen this is where, in my In the financial lifetime. crisis under this, – this is – we're in a crisis. No doubt this combination of the beginning of World War III, but I want to go back to what you said. That's why with President Trump, he's taken Social Security and uh, as a pot, he's taken Social Security and Medicare off the table. And yes. that's why these guys have to come up with this budget. It shows there's discretionary spending cuts and there's defense cuts. And we're, you're talking to the two heads of the super hawks that want to take. We don't think the Chinese Communist Party is a legitimate government. It's got to be taken down. We can do that with economic warfare and we can do it. We can cut them off from technology and we cut them off from capital. We've had two experts on in the last two weeks. They've both said, I asked them the question, said six months, they're done, Chinese Communist Party. Navarro knew this in the Hong Kong crisis. In the Hong Kong crisis, if we had gripped them by the throat as we should have, they would yes. have been backpedaling and be nowhere near as strong to do this, to do the, the run on the end of the dollar empire today. These are all interconnected. By the way, you broke some big news there. I want to make sure we it, give time it, 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 let me uh, say, on your on Let your, me say, yeah. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. What well, one follow up to no, that you're, you're, on on the the Substack, PeterRoy.substack.com this week, I did a feature on Alibaba. Right, Alibaba is a company named after a thief. Right, it's the Chinese Communist Party company that ripped off all the eBay technology, this that, and the other thing. It's the largest purveyor of counterfeiters um, online that you have. Yep. It's a thieving corporation, and Alibaba just sucked another $25 billion off the American mainland into its coffers on our yes. stock exchanges. This is crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Criminal. And that, they're Criminal. just the We're tip of a We're very large iceberg, Steve. And so yeah, and the, the, the committee on uh, your, your committee there is doing great work on that. But we yeah. somehow we got to punch okay. through here because these Wall Street hedge fund managers okay. continue to have their way with us. He, yes. Here's here's we don't want that. Here's um, first off, the real indictment. We're going to talk to to um, 
Professor Dershowitz about the phony indictment, yeah. the real indictment. Uh, Frank Gaffney, the team at the Committee on the Present Danger of China, we put up the, uh, the, the cover. It's the first book of war room books because it's an yeah. indictment against not just the CCP leadership. It's also about their American friends. It's, there's a fifth column in this country from Wall Street to everywhere. Navarro, the work you're doing on the course, but also the podcast in, in your Substacks to give more depth to some of the topics we go through. I want to, once again, how do they get to your Substack? How do they get to the course? Yeah, peternavarro.substack.com. You can get to the course all through the Substack, peternavarro.substack.com. The course is up on a platform named Udemy. It's called Strategic Macroeconomics for Business and Investing. The best way to to find it is go to the link on the War Room site, okay? You've got that up there. This is the first course, and I'm proud to say, um, for uh, War Room University, Steve. And what you've done in terms of educating the posse and people out there, I mean, I think – Consistently, yeah. we provide better information than CNBC and Fox Business combined. Oh, we're always ahead of no. the curve. No, we're we're trying to challenge Bloomberg. That's how that's how I'm proud of you. And by the way, the people in East Palestine, they told us to a man. They love it. They love the capital markets, the economics. They want to be immersed. They want to understand money, and they want to understand how money translates to power. Doctor Navarro, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here, brother. Taking time. Carry on, Admiral. Go back to surfing or working out, whatever you do, your 50-mile bike rides. Okay, uh, birchgold.com slash Bannon. Make sure you get all the free information on Birch Gold about your retirement, plus the end of the dollar empire. Make it a work weekend this weekend. Every weekend's a work weekend in the World War III. Immerse yourself in all the information. Short commercial break. Professor Dershowitz, Get Trump, will uh, walk us through this case. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. 
That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.